When we say call us at Doty Legacy Group, the key word is legacy. It's all about taking care of you and getting it to the next generation the best way possible. Call us at 660-885-8835. As we follow the story of Jesus, God doesn't stop with the incarnation, but shows us even more his love through the crucifixion and resurrection. As we celebrate during Holy Week and Easter, the veil of the temple is torn in two, giving us um, access to God. As the choir sings, pray this prayer along with us. Come to my heart, Lord Jesus. There is room in my heart for thee.
Well, right along with um, God inviting us to um, have fellowship with him, he also invites us to know him in a deep way. John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He could have come in a spectacular way with a uh, cloud and a brilliant light in the sky. Um, he could have even come in a form that was similar to a human, like Superman, superpowers. Instead, he chose to come as an, an infant. And all of the things that come along with infants. Um, do you ever wonder why he chose to come that way? He wants us to know that he understands us, that he understands what it's like to be a human, to go through loneliness and weakness and testing, and because he knows us, we can boldly approach him. He says in John 14, 9, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus came in this humble yet extravagant way so that we could get a glimpse of the depth of his love for us. While his ultimate mission may have been to bring about the kingdom of God and save us from our sin, he let us see his humanity, and that makes all the difference. These next two songs contain the word Emmanuel, which means God is with us.
Next song is a medley of Christmas carols. You all will know them. If you want to sing along with us, the words will not be on the screen, but you can just jump right in, except you do need to know this cooks, so uh, you got to be fast, all right? At least part of the song cooks.
right, as uh, we get to this next section, we are, I'll let you guys have a seat for just a second. We are invited from darkness to light. This time of year, it's especially visible to us as we uh, drive around town and we see Christmas lights on homes and buildings. Lots of times we don't really think about the symbolism of that because it's just a beautiful sight. But um, have you thought about what a difference light makes in darkness? And you walk into a dark room and you flip on the light switch, it's quite a bit easier to navigate. Anybody tried to cross a dark room and trip on something, or run into something? Um, it's really evident that light makes a big difference. And in our world, the symbolism of light and darkness, when we think about it spiritually, it's a beautiful, beautiful image to think about Christ being the light that brings spiritual light to us. Isaiah 9-2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep, deep darkness on them has, shown, light, has light shone. We are trying to navigate through life in a spiritually dark place. Many times we find our way in the darkness on our own. But Jesus invites us to a life of light. We don't have to go through life tripping and stumbling and running into spiritual walls because we have been invited to the light. John 1, 4 through 5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.
now see the light of morning the mighty god the prince of peace a child to us is born behold the lamb of god who takes away our sin
morning, we are also invited to joy. And uh, I'd like for you all to stand with us. Our Advent theme for this morning happens to be joy. So we're going to read our uh, Advent passage together that we've read the last few weeks. This is from Isaiah chapter 61. Jesus says these words um, later on in the book of Luke. As he's reading from a scroll, let's read aloud together. The Spirit of the Lord, Sovereign Lord, is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, and to pride for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. You may be seated. Well, as we uh, think this morning a little bit about joy, God has invited us all into a joyful life. The angel, when the angel said um, in Luke 2, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I heard a phrase recently on a podcast, and the, the speaker used the phrase, hedonic treadmill, and I wanted to research that a little bit because it, it was thought-provoking. A hedonic treadmill is a psychological phrase that describes what happens to all of us when we're constantly pursuing happiness, and when we get it, we get it for just a moment, and then it's gone again, and we pursue, we pursue, pursue constantly. And it just is fleeting. It's the way I think of it is Christmas. When you open a Christmas present and it's exactly what you want and it's this moment of joy or happiness and then within a few hours it's just, that's gone. The joy that God gives us is different than that, that fleeting happiness. It's joy in situations that are difficult, good or bad. In Isaiah 25, 6 through 9, the prophet says, The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow, and refined aged wine. And on this mountain, he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. And then Psalm 126 this is from the message translation. 
So those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. God is a master of turning tragedy into triumph, and he's shown us over and over we have reason for joy.
I wish we could have this group do one more.
Well, God has invited us to follow him, to come to him just as we are. As the choir sang earlier in our morning, oh, come to my heart, Lord Jesus, there is room in my heart for thee. You may have thought to yourself, well, that's nice, but my life is a mess. Why would he want to come to my heart? If you wonder if God has a place for a person like you, remember the Bethlehem stable. The creator of the universe reminds us there is no place he will not go. No place is too common. No person is beyond his love. Lisa Klo, one of the writers of this next song, tells us about the inspiration for the song. You, you may have seen it in the worship program and thought maybe it was a misprint. Oh, come all you unfaithful. It's not a misprint. She, she writes, I was struggling. It had been a long year and a half. Finances were stressful. I miscarried twins, and on top of it, I was battling a deep relational bitterness. My church was having their annual service where they kick off the Christmas season with carols and special songs, and I, for once, was not singing. I told them that I wouldn't be able to sing, but what they didn't know is that I was too overcome with shame to stand on stage before my church. That Sunday morning, I stood at my seat as they began to sing, O Come All Ye Faithful. And the first line of the song just clobbered me. It hit me like a giant wave of guilt. O come all you faithful, joyful, and triumphant. I remember hearing those words and thinking, I have been so unfaithful. My joy has dwindled, and I am a triumphant failure. And I didn't sing the rest of the service. I drove home, my mind still churning. Is that really who is invited to come to Jesus, the faithful, the joyful, the triumphant? If so, then I am hopeless. Thankfully, later that afternoon, the Holy Spirit reminded me of Jesus' invitation in Matthew eleven twenty-eight: Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest found in his life, his death, and his resurrection not my own. That evening I had a strong conviction to write a song for myself and for the weary, the broken, and the ashamed.
Well, if in the course of this morning you feel God is speaking to you and you would like to just uh, share with someone or have some counseling with someone, our pastor will be available after the service. Also, Ron Kreisel is our deacon of the week. He is here. I'm sure he would love to talk with you all um, or find any one of us choir members. Just um, don't be hesitant to come share with us. Well, we're going to kind of put a bookend on this morning. We started out with uh, the phrase, we are invited to worship, and we're going to end with it. So as we sing together this song, um, partway through you'll see the words come up on the screen at that point. Just stand and belt out um, your worship to our Lord with us, all right? Thank you. Joyful and triumphant 
Well, amen. Thank you all for joining us in worship this morning.